Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 319 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Man, how do you let Cesaro walk away? Oh, dude, do you want to open that can of worms right at the beginning of the show? Right off the bat. We're just going to jump right into it. How do you let a talent like Cesaro walk away? How could you never figure out what to do with this guy? He is literally the Swiss Superman, and you let him go. The only time they could figure him out was his tag team with Sheamus. That's when I feel he was at his best with what WWE gave him. And it's a lot like when Sasha Banks was winning the title and dropping it repeatedly. It was all that start-stop. That seems to be what they did with Cesaro a lot. Right? He won the Andre Battle Royal at 30. We were there. We popped huge. It was a tremendous moment for him. And you're thinking, okay, this is it. He's going to go on to bigger and better things. Like, this is his moment. Yeah, it didn't amount to much. He was great with uh, with Sheamus, as we mentioned. Awesome as that tag team. He beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania last year. Let's not forget that. So you're thinking, okay, good. He's beaten an established guy. What's he going to do next? This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with him. And they did nothing. Because let's not forget the year previous to that, Kevin Owens beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And what came of that? Nothing. (laughs) Good things for Rollins. In both cases, not so great for his opponents who actually got the win. So just really confused how they're going to let Cesaro walk away. I I just don't see how you don't agree to terms with him because you know where he's going. It's going to be one of two places. It's going to be AEW, which at some point they have to stop bringing people in. They just brought Buddy Murphy in. And the other option is NJPW, which I don't know that Cesaro is a great fit for that. There's always impact, I guess. Maybe he'd be a good fit there. Him and Moose could probably have some great matches. But look, I said it when Keith Lee was released. There's going to be names that down the road, there's going to be regret that they let them go. I think Cesaro is absolutely at the top of that list. Tremendous talent. Great dude. He's going to land on his feet somewhere. He's going to succeed. He's going to be amazing. And it's going to be WWE's loss at the end of the day. And good for them. I'm just hoping they bring back the Kings of Wrestling. Yeah. Okay. So where is Chris Hero? Is he still wrestling? Is he in shape? Like what's what's the story on Chris Hero? Because I don't know. Well, funny you mentioned that. He was just out here doing, I shouldn't say doing West Coast Pro. He actually held a seminar for West Coast Pro. Okay. And West Coast Pro, for those that don't know, it's an independent promotion out here in the uh, San Francisco Daily City area. They had Chris Hero in doing a seminar last week. and But he wasn't on the show, though. Davey Richards is. And Davey Richards shows up to every show. But really, Davey Richards, like, that's a name. That's a guy that needs a figure. I don't know why Davey Richards has not yet had a wrestling figure. Can can anyone explain this to me? Why? has I mean, I know he disappeared for a while. But that dude needs to be made into an action figure by somebody. I know. The American Wolves were such a good tag team in ROH. Loved them. Eddie Edwards. That's another guy. He also needs a figure. Somebody needs to grab them, sign them to a deal, make American Wolves. Uh, Scott, by the way, did you get... Let's go back to toys. Did you get any of the Hasbro Pulse stuff that was shown today? I did. I did. I got in on the pre-order, went on to BBTS, because I'm not going to mess with Hasbro Pulse. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Added the pre-orders of the twins, Zaymot and Tomax, Stalker, and the Viper 3-pack which I originally was like, nope, not going to do it. And then I saw the packaging and I was like, yep, I'm all in. So <laughs> <laughs> I did all of that pre-ordering on BBTS this morning, dumped it all into my pile of loot. So I'll just get everything shipped at once. It's way easier that way. Uh, tried on Hasbro Pulse to get the Viper 3 pack and it stalled at the credit card payment. And I was like, okay, here we go again. Jumped over to BBTS, already had the Twins and Stalker in my cart. 
saw that they had the Viper three pack and I'm like, I'm not even going to mess with Hasbro Pulse. I'm just going to dump it into BBTS. So I got it through there instead. I did pass on the Megatron and Baroness because I'm out on the three and three quarter inch scale. I'm not going to get involved with that. I already have, I'm, I'm not going any further with it. I'm sinking all my money into the classifieds. I'm out on the three and three quarter. Although, dude, the, the packaging alone, the way it's got the two sleeves that split apart and then you got the big box. You open it up, there's Megatron in robot form. Yes. Behind that is Baroness on the card, completely reminiscent of her 1984 release. It's dead on. It's perfect. But I had to say no. It's 90 bucks. I'm not collecting that scale anymore. But man, when they do those crossovers, it's it's just pulling at all of the, the nostalgia strings, right? You're like, oh man, there's Megatron and there's Baroness. This is amazing. Because you know next up is going to be Duke and Optimus Prime. And I'm going to have to say no to that too. Or better yet, Hawk in the brown bomber jacket and Optimus Prime. You know that that's coming. So I, I cut bait now, not getting involved. So that was my uh, pre-ordering experience today. Is it wrong that I got the Crimson Twins? They were the ones I was most excited about. Yes. I'm still debating on Croc and Fiona. Oh, you haven't bought them yet. I didn't. I purchased the Crimson Twins. Okay. And I also purchased Megatron and Baroness. Oh, you did? I don't want three and three quarters. Yeah, but here you go. And you're buying this and you also got in on the Sky Striker. But it's mashups. I love mashups. If you put two properties together, such as Transformers and G.I. Joe, WWE and He-Man. Yeah. WWE and Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Jetsons and Flintstones. <laughs> I am all for mashups, dude. There's something about cartoon mashups or nostalgia mashups, I should say, that make me so happy. So, yes, I did jump on Baroness and Megatron. All right. That's awesome, dude. I think you're going to love it. I loved the reveals of it. I thought it was fantastic. And it is the 40th anniversary. They went really long today on the reveal. Sometimes they rush through them. But G.I. Joe, they got some love from Hasbro today. So I, I thought that that was great. They're definitely paying attention. They're listening. Uh, the pre-order process through BBTS was fantastic. And they're saying that there's going to be those larger classified scale retro card back looks at Walmart Con next month that are going to be up for pre-order. That's Lady J, Destro, Baroness, and Gung Ho. And they're all the original mid-80s, early to mid-80s look. So... Fantastic. I'm super excited for what G.I. Joe has on the horizon. Great stuff coming from wrestling companies. We're going to get to that in the news here in a little bit. May go a little long on that on the discussion because we're super excited about it. But man, loving being a toy collector right now. I'm hating the way my wallet feels. And we hate living in California because they also hit our wallets pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. PG&E is like, hey guys, we know that you love PG&E is our gas and electric company. They're like, hey guys, we know you love toys. But do you want toys or would you like to be warm or cool? <laughs> Time to choose. Can't have both. Hey, hey, I know this figure looks cool, but would you rather have heat? <laughs> I bet you love heat, don't you? Love being warm. Yeah, that gung-ho figure is awesome. But have you even felt air conditioning, bro? <laughs> Screw that. I hate PG&E so much. Anyways. They're the worst crooks. Uh, everybody knows where to get our shirts. Everybody knows where our podcasts are at and where to send emails. Uh, Scott, you've gone over your Hasbro Pulse purchase. Is there anything else that you purchased? GBM, with the help of, and I'm going to read off his Twitter handle here, at BongZs, that's B-O-N-G-Z-E-E-Z, from the C-H-C, that's collectors, helping collectors, grabbed me a Battle Cat, Jeff. Ooh, you got your Battle Cat for 11 bucks. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. I did. eleven ninety nine. He picked it up for me. He's going to throw it into Norm's pile of loot box to save on <laughs> yes. shipping so he's yes. gonna get me the total but do 12 bucks for battle cat the revelations one not the the throwback line one but the revelations so now i'm saying that's it no more he-man figures jeff i say this every single week and every single week i come on with yeah i got one more <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a tool when it comes to being like firm about it like I'm not gonna do it but i have a battle cat coming my way so aside from the hasbro pulse stuff or the hasbro gi joe stuff also landed a Battle Cat. Nothing to report on the wrestling figure front, but 
before we get any further, I don't want to forget Boom Boom Kamini passed away this past week, an AP, APW talent. Jeff, you saw him many times at the Warzone at APW. You recorded some of his matches. So wanted to throw it out. Saw Mike Modest posted it on Facebook this week. So wanted to throw out an RIP to the great Boom Boom Kamini. I know that one was so sad, dude. Um, Boom Boom. And for those that don't know, Boom Boom Kamini was a, a heavy set guy, but he was a wrestler for all, all pro wrestling, but he was such a nice guy. He was the first person I ever heard someone call a spot. So I was working the camera and I'm standing on the stairs that go upstairs to the, in the APW garage. You guys seen it on beyond the mat. So I'm standing on the stairs and I hear boom, boom back. I think it was Chris Cole into the ropes and I hear him go, knee and he whips Chris Cole into the ropes and he hits him with a knee and I'm like oh so that's how they do it (laughs) here I am (laughs) here I am 42 years old I didn't know how it worked before (laughs) no I'm joking no I was was like 16 17 at the time but I was like okay because I had never seen or heard anybody ever call a spot like that so uh but anyways that's how I kind of remember some happy memories with Boom Boom. Also, him being so inviting to us when we would come into the into the garage and film for APW. He was always just so inviting. He was he would crack us up. Um, he also helped out the disabled. Yeah, yeah. He was he had such a great heart. He was always helping out the disabled. Um, I remember one morning I was getting ready for school and I happened to look out to the middle school that's behind our parents' house when I was living there. And there was some disabled kids. They had them. They had them all out at the school. And uh, Boom Boom was there. And I was like, I never knew that. So I talked to him about it. And he goes, Yeah. He goes, It's something I enjoy doing. And he was such a great guy. And anyways, long story long, we're gonna miss him. Yeah, we recorded a drunk wrestling history last night. And obviously, you know, Eddie was on your film crew for APW, and yeah. he also had very similar things to what you just said about Boom Boom. Great guy always willing to help out the disabled kids, which is very commendable. So a a great loss, not just to the wrestling community, but to the people community, just a great dude. So RIP boom, boom, you're going to be missed. He will be. Okay. Uh, So things I've picked up, I picked up the Josh Allen import dragons figure. Did you see that? I did not. I picked it up from Clark's toys. They had a Josh Allen figure. So I picked that up. Nice. I also got Dominic Mysterio's very first elite. Oh, very cool. Yeah, the face is pretty good. It's pretty Where good. did you pick it up at? Amazon. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I didn't find anything on the pegs recently. So, um, okay, we got a lot of love last week for my talk regarding watching superstars. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. So notes from last week from people that chimed in and had stuff to kind of follow up with. And, you know, I could easily go onto the internet and look up what happened, why Brett beat Flair. Well, everybody said Flair had vertigo and that's why they did the title switch. But I enjoy the communication with you guys. I enjoy talking to you guys about it. So if you guys have answers to stuff I throw out there, please feel free to message us because I enjoy talking to you guys and hearing about this and you know you guys have all this knowledge and stuff another great place to hear all this stuff is OVP podcast our vantage point podcast they go in depth a lot of the times on this so give them a listen so notes from last week's superstar talk I mentioned Ric Flair had vertigo Scott Bulldog failed a drug test they were building up Bulldog versus Mountie on Superstars for Survivor Series, but Bulldog failed a drug test, so he was not part of the steroid trial. Ah, I see. Okay. Too bad for him, man. I think he could have had a long run. So he was going to get past HBK then, and he was going to go on with the Mountie, who I would guess he was going to beat the Mountie too. Maybe he would have dropped the strap at the following WrestleMania or even SummerSlam. Too bad for Bulldog, man. Okay, I'm going to trigger a lot of people with my first note from last week. Yoko's leg drop was greater than Hogan's leg drop. Get out. Security. (laughs) Dude, Yoko had a beautiful leg drop, dude. That's funny. I never saw him pin the Iron Sheik and win the heavyweight title. See, Yoko's leg had a lot of padding underneath, so it wouldn't put anybody away where Hogan's leg was all muscle. So when he dropped it over somebody's larynx, then that would, you know, devastate and knock somebody out for three seconds. Right. Or it would destroy them like Macho Man destroyed uh, Ricky Steamboat's larynx. Exactly. Or when uh, Dean Ambrose had his larynx crushed and he was back the next week. That was awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's a medical miracle. Crush's original theme music was amazing. I forgot how good it was. Oh, his original theme? Yep. Oh, that was great, dude. Yeah, I loved it. It's, it started out with that guitar riff. It was all da 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 da. Yes. It yes. was so great. It was so great. It fit his character so well. I think over this talk, I'm going to be playing it in the background so people can kind of hear it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it works way better than Big Ball Energy does in the background. <laughs> Speak for yourself, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, when you're talking about Crush. I really miss jobbers like Joey Maggs and Tom Stone. And another thing that I noticed, Mickey J, the referee that just recently passed away, he was also a jobber when he, he faced the Nasty Boys on one of the Superstar showings. Really? Yes. Oh, you mean the Nasty Boys of wearing sunglasses and their Hasbro figures? Shut up. Oh, right. Okay. Okay, moving on. Uh, another note, Nails is the only guy I've ever seen that looked like he was crying while giving an angry promo. <laughs> I mean, look at that dude. He's like, you know, he's he's like trying to hold in tears or he is crying. No, he's doing I, facial exercises. I'm kind of glad Nails didn't have that long of a run. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty ridiculous. Uh, I put, oh shit, it's Luis Spicoli. He was a job guy. That's right, he was. I said, damn it, why is Lance Cassidy still around? <laughs> Who allowed Danny Davis to be a ref again? Yeah, that was, it was one of those weird things, right? They never explained it. So he failed at being a wrestler. And then all of a sudden he's back being a ref and you're like, who's he going to swerve? If I'm not mistaken, sorry to interrupt, but I think they did mention it quick in like a quick little passing type thing. Uh, Danny Davis reapplied and got his referee. Li- I want to say that I heard that one time, but again, if you guys have information regarding this, send it on over. I'll be more than happy to read it on the air. Yeah. I don't ever recall them. It should have been a bigger deal, right? Like he, right. he screwed the Bulldogs out of the tag titles. That was single-handedly Danny Davis. Well, also dynamites back, but that's a different story. <laughs> it was strictly Danny Davis's fault. Bulldogs lost titles. That was a big deal. So when he became a ref again, that should have been a bigger deal explaining how and why he was wearing a referee shirt again, because I thought he had a lifetime ban. So that I think it deserved more attention, unless I'm mistaken and they actually did that and I missed it, but would love to know if I missed it. Okay. My next note is how the hell was WWF Slam Jam debuting at number four in the UK? <laughs> Do you remember that theme song is all Slam Jam, that thing? I Dude, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> the fact that it debuted at number four is hilarious. Okay, so what I did is I had to do a little bit of research because I wanted to see who was ahead of WWE Superstar Slam Jam. The number one song in the UK in late 92 was Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Okay. Michael Jackson, Heel on the World or Heel of the World or something like that. Uh, I think it was just Heel the World, wasn't it? You know, heal the world, make it a better place. That's oh, that song. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I did note that actually WWF Superstar Slam Jam from this list was number five and not number four. Number three was Charles and Eddie. Would I lie to you? I don't know who that is. Uh, number four was actually Take That. Could it be Magic? And then WWF Superstar Slam Jam was number five from this list. I found. Slam Jam is going to succeed in the UK, whether it wants to or not. Oh, dude, I could <laughs> I had to fast forward because I was like, I can't stand the song anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's worse, that or Ricky Steamboat's WCW theme? Ooh, both are equally terrible. I should put a yeah. poll. I should put a poll out and see what everybody says. I love that WCW theme so much, dude. I was telling Eddie about it, and he had never heard it, and I was like, Yeah, it's basically like. Ricky could bang ring rats if he wanted to, <laughs> but he's a family man with morals, so he won't. But just so you know, he totally could. <laughs> it's like he tells his wife, hey, you don't know what you have. Yeah, Because exactly. I could totally be out with the rats right now. But like my theme says. <laughs> Bonnie, you better recognize. <laughs> uh my next note doink got annoying after the second month it, it was too much it was like okay debut this guy already please i see i see so you're no longer looking forward to the ultimate edition no i'm looking forward to the ultimate edition okay good. I'm, but 
when you watch these back to back to back and you're like, oh my God, dude, when is this guy debuting? It's but annoying. when you were at that age, though, when you were watching that show, it worked, right? Yeah, I guess so. And you weren't watching them back to back to back episodes back then. You had to wait one week. So every week could come on and do more. So, you know, different time, different style of booking. Another uh, jobber note, Balls Mahoney faced Virgil on December 26th. Balls Mahoney was called John Reckner. Hmm. Interesting. Virgil win? <laughs> John put up a hell of a fight. <laughs> Did we get WWF Mania out here? WWF Mania? I guess that was a secondary show. Because that's where Razor attacked Owen to set up Royal Rumble feud against Brett. Oh, I don't recall a show called WWF Mania. Neither do I, but uh, they kept talking about it. Got me on that one, dude. I I don't remember. I just remember Superstars. And then obviously uh, Primetime. My next note was, oh, here are the Steiners. They debuted on January 9th. Of 93. 93, yeah. I'm starting to get into 93 now. Wow. Okay. And then they went into WrestleMania nine against the head shrinkers, which may have been the best match on that card. Uh, definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, HBK and Tatanka was okay, but I think the Steiners and head shrinkers was the, I'd have to go back and watch it, but I recall that match being really good. My last note, God damn it. Buck Zumhoff job to Razor Ramon on January 16th of 93. No good. All the punishment to Buck Zumhoff. Yes. I saw him in the ring and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, let's destroy him. So that was my last note. Other stuff I had noticed, like Carlos Colon was in the 93 Rumble. That's right. He was. I had forgotten about that. So when they were showing the lineup for the Rumble in one of the superstars, I was like, oh, that's Carlos Colon. Like, that's just random. I love when randomness comes into play in the Rumble. Yeah, I do too. And you thought Dusty Rhodes had a scarred forehead. Holy crap. <laughs> So that's some notes so far that I took up until the rumble. Nice. Those are fun, dude. That's, that's a nice little uh, time machine going back a little bit. Scott, we've got a lot of news, dude. We got to jump into this. Let's go talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. All right, Scott, starting off with Chella toys, your dreams have come true finally they showed off the rendering for barbarian he will have a vest accessory and then and then they showed off the warlord who will also have a vest accessory and that is exactly how you do it ladies and gentlemen introduce them at the same time like that 90s song this is how you do it yes okay yes when when i saw both pictures i was like montel jordan was singing in the background <laughs> a great light from above shone down on the screen that I was looking at with Warlord and Barbarian, the powers of pain, side by side, which is how every figure company should release Warlord and Barbarian, LJN, Mattel. I'm looking directly at you with judging <laughs> eyes. Chella did it right. Well done, guys. I cannot wait for those figures to come out. Those were... Again, they're very... I, I say what I say about their matches because they weren't super great, right? But their look, as Breaker always says, toyetic. They were made to be action figures. They should have been in the Hasbro line, I think. But here we go. Now Chella has made them in Hasbro form so they can get tossed right into the Hasbro ring. They can have kick-ass matches with the Steiners, Road Warriors, Nasty Boys, you name it. Powers of Pain are there now to throw down, and I love it. So you are uh, pretty excited about that, huh? Very excited. And again, it's it's that that childhood travesty that was not getting Barbarian in the LJN line. We would have played with the Powers of Pain constantly if we had a Barbarian. And I mean, the same goes for Smash, but every time we've gotten Axe, we've also gotten Smash. No other toy company has done to us what LJN and now Mattel is doing in giving us half of a tag team. Jack's got it right. Now Chella's getting it right. I just, I, every time we've gotten Demolition except for once, we got both of them. But now with Mattel, I mean, look, they could still sign Barbarian and then all is forgiven. I'll be singing their praises like I'm singing Chella's praises right now. 
but don't give us half a tag team. That makes no sense. No sense. Matching gear, face paint, the works, they need to be released together. Just my opinion, and it's because I was scarred as a child by not getting the Barbarian LJN. I got over the whole Smash thing from LJN, because eventually I got Smash later, immediately in the Hasbro line. But not getting that Barbarian from LJN scarred me, and Mattel is ripping open those wounds. But here's Cello with a Band-Aid. Thanks, guys. You know who else got smashed? Your Paul Stanley figure. Wow. Uh, oh, where did that just come from? Sorry, two-year-old wow. Jeff. Two-year-old Jeff just came out all of a sudden. I don't know where. Where did he go? Too soon, dude. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. That happened in like 1982. Too soon. <laughs> Forty-one years later. <laughs> yes. Too soon. Stop it. <laughs> okay, sticking with the great cello toys, six-inch scale Sabu. They finally showed off their six-inch scale. Line, it looks great. Sabu will be in the purple pants that he used to wear. And also he will have the headdress. So the six-inch scale Sabu is coming. Thing of beauty. I love it. It is a thing of beauty. And Scott, are you ready for... I'm trying to be better. I'm not going to say prestige worldwide. Okay, go ahead. What's the name of the company? Relativity Worldwide. So just listeners, so you know from now on, Relativity Worldwide... Well, from here on out, on this show, be known as Prestige Worldwide. When we say Prestige Worldwide, it is said with love, <laughs> but you'll know we're talking about Greg Gagne's toy company. But they are forever now on this show known as Prestige Worldwide, and that is completely out of love. And it's also because we can't stop saying Prestige Worldwide? No, we cannot. We cannot. If they would have just called themselves the Relativity Wrestling Figure line or something like that, it would have been fine, but the fact that they threw worldwide in, it's like, oh, <laughs> come crap. on. Yeah, come you on. served it come up on. on a silver platter. Come on. Why are you doing this to us, guys? We're trying yeah. to be good. You know we love Step Brothers. We're not going to call you Prestige Worldwide. Of course we are. We're going to jump on a boat, <laughs> crash it. We're going to jump yeah. on Dad's boat. Yeah, and, and play with figures. We love it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read an article to you guys. Now, it is a little bit lengthy. That's what she said. Thank you. It is from slamwrestling.net. The article says exclusive new retro figure line has Remco ties to Grey Ganya and Rosenthal. Rosenthal is the gentleman that is helping out Grey Ganya with this line. Who was also originally, and, and this will come out in the article, uh, also involved with the Remco line originally. And when he had pitched it to the WWF, basically they shot him down. So he went and got the AWA and that's how the Remcos came to be. The first line of professional wrestling action figures were the Remco Toys of the American Wrestling Association, AWA for short, featuring the likes of the Road Warriors, Freebirds, Ric Flair, and AWA world champion Rick Martel. And out of the blue call has brought the original creators, Steve Rosenthal and Greg Anya, back together with an, an about-to-launch toy line under the Power Town brand. Power Town? Next stop, Pound Town. All right. Well, Prestige Worldwide and Pound Town. Got it. <laughs> Under the tagline, Where Wrestling Lives On, Power Town is promising more than 150 wrestling personalities, including many that have never been issued as limited edition action figures. Love it. The announcement on February 23rd comes just before a public launch of the Power Town line at a virtual toy fair out of Las Vegas. Rosenthal actually approached the then World Wrestling Federation about creating figures when Hulkamania was about to run wild over the country, but was rebuffed. So he went with to the AWA. So he came to us and did the first wrestling action figures for about eight years. He then retired, explained Greg Gagne to SlamWrestling.net in an exclusive interview. Then a few months ago, he called me and said, hey, I'd like to get back into the action figure business. Yeah, it's pretty lucrative, no? The two old collaborators began brainstorming. We came up with the idea of doing collectibles, starting with the talent from the 50s down through the 90s that really never had an opportunity to have figures, said Ganya. Collectors and fans alike are going to be excited to now have the access to our exclusive limited edition wrestling figures. Van Hammer? Oh, dude, did you have to go there? <laughs> he said 90s. <laughs> PM okay. News? Oh, stop right there, dude. Okay. I was just getting into a flow. Like now I've got to re I got to warm up my vocals again with, with the rocks energy drink. 
<laughs> then I'll continue. Arachnaman? Oh, God Firebreaker chip? Stop right there. Okay. Lasertron? We believe it will be the most comprehensive line of legacy wrestling action figure collectibles ever launched, and I'm thrilled to be back in the wrestling action figure business after Mike's success at Remco. According to the press release, the team has spent the last several months signing licensing agreements with legendary wrestlers and their families while working with the best sculptors, toy designers, and manufacturing partners to develop an incredible line of high-quality legacy collectibles. More on that later at the end of Jeff's reading here. Ganya noted the Powertown figures will have more articulation than most currently produced wrestling action figures. The first six are pro wrestling royalty, with one that is particularly special to Grey Ganya, Luthez, Vern Ganya, Stan Hansen, Magnum TA, Kerry Von Erich, and Ted DiBiase. We actually took Lou and Vern back from the 50s with hair and with robes, chuckled Ganya. With his own figure in the original series, one of the Remco Toys AWA All-Star Wrestling action figures launch paired with Jim Brunzel as the High Flyers, Ganya knows that the Remco line has resonated. Why? They were the first, he reminded, noting that rare figures like Nord the Barbarian have sold for good money $1,700 online. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Nord the Barbarian was part of the the Matt Manias. Everybody knows that Matt Mania series was hard to find. I think that has a little bit more to do with it than, oh, just North the Barbarian is worth $1,700. Yes. Also, I would like to correct uh, a little issue with that previous paragraph. Ganya actually had two figures in the AWA line. He had the Ganya's Raiders and he had the High Flyers with Brunzel. Ganya's Raiders, he was teamed up with Kurt Henning. Yes, slam.net or slamwrestling.net. Get it right. I just took him to Pound Town, dude. <laughs> Power Town, Pound Town. <laughs> we can't help it, guys. We're sorry. We're very excited about this, but come on. They're, they're serving up at a, on a silver platter here. Like, <laughs> come on. I, actually, we are really excited about it. We are very excited. And we're going to get to that as soon as you're done with your uh, lengthy read. I will say this guy did a very good job of uh, typing this up. Oh, no, uh, I agree. It's a great article. That's why we're reading the whole thing. It is really a great article. Rosenthal, who serves as managing partner of, oh, God damn it, Relativity Worldwide, came out of retirement to undertake the initiative with Ganya. When presented with the opportunity to work with Greg Ganya and an incredible group of professionals, including wrestling legends Magnum TA, it was simply too enticing to pass up, Rosenthal said in a press release. To now have success with Vern's son, Greg, is an honor and something that I'm sure his dad and the entire wrestling community would and be proud of. No exact date of availability was announced for Series 1 through the Pound Town figures are expected to be available both online and in select retail stores. Interesting. I wonder what retailer is going to get this this set of figures. Look, 150 names... That's impressive, dude. That is a huge... And if you're only going to do six at a time, man, this thing's guaranteed for at least five years, right? Uh, 150 names, dude. It has to be. Yeah, and if you're only doing six at a time, you don't branch out with, with gimmick lines or anything like that. That's impressive. And we've seen the head sculpts. They look amazing. However, right before we came on tonight, Jeff, you were sent a picture. I was. Thank you, Keith, for sending that over. But they showed off the Magnum TA. Now, you guys, if you were on our Twitter, you guys have seen what I tweeted out. But it is the Magnum TA figure. And actually, they just showed uh, this is Scott. They just showed uh, Carrie. Oh, you're kidding. This is live on the air. Okay, hold on. I'm going to av- avert my eyes from my microphone. Hold on. Okay, I can't. It, it looks good. But it's a little bit hard to tell from a picture that you're showing me over FaceTime. So I need to see it, like, personally. Oh, dude. I I don't hate it, man. Is it good? It's good. Let me see if I can... I'm sorry about the old iPad. I live in California. I can't afford this high-tech stuff. Okay, so that is a different jacket than what was shown. Because Magnum TA actually showed on his Facebook page the Magnum TA figure in all its glory. Leather jacket... White boots with the red stars on them. Great looking head sculpt. There is a lot of articulation, as the article said. There's articulation at the ankle, at the knee, at the the leg where it meets the waist. 
articulation at the waist. It's got the, the cut right above the rib cage like an elite. So there's articulation there like mid chest or mid torso. There's articulation, I'm guessing, at the wrist and at the elbow. Both figures are wearing a jacket, so it's hard to tell. So I don't know if it's wrist, elbow, and shoulder. I'm going to guess that it is. And there's articulation at the neck. So totally correct on the article about the articulation, about the sculpting. 150 names. Now we've seen Magnum and Kerry Von Erich. To say that I'm excited about this line, especially when they're saying that they're names that have never had figures before, you've piqued my interest. And I'm fully in on the Series 1. Scott, we have more, by the way. They're just rolling in right now. Oh, you're kidding. Stan Hansen. Oh, dude, you got to be kidding me. Okay, there's Stan Hansen. Beautiful looking figure. Ted DiBiase. Why does he look like Stan Hansen? Were they a tag team? Did I miss something? He looks like Stan Hansen. He's wearing the same vest as Stan. I don't remember. We'd have to bring in, we'd have to bring in like Barry Frost or something. Yeah, a wrestling historian because he's got a headband on. Ted DiBiase does. He's got a vest and chaps. He looks just like, well, I mean, outfit wise, looks just like Stan Hansen. You know, I thought it was going to be like Mid-South DiBiase. But, well, because Keith said that the the Magnum TA is definitely Mid-South Magnum TA. But I don't recognize that version of DiBiase. First time I saw him was in Mid-South and then UWF. More so UWF. I didn't really get a lot of Mid-South. But that does not look like any version of DiBiase that I ever remember seeing. I'm drawing a blank. Also, I may have to do a Google search. We'll do that after the show or between breaks and may have a little bit of an update. Well, I love that they did a deep dive on DiBiase because we've gotten a lot of DiBiase figures over the years. So this is one we have not yet gotten. I love that. This is becoming a time as a collector where you have to... I may have to just start sitting down and figuring out what I need and what I don't need. Yes, exactly. Exactly. do I need to keep collecting the G.I. Joe figures and i know that's blasphemous to your ears no but i get it dude i totally get it i had to cut out the three and three quarter gi joes i was like i can't keep up on both so one's got to go so i I made the sacrifice there you and i have never had to worry about having so many different toy manufacturers especially for wrestling figures right what was the worst of it it probably would have been hasbro galoob no, that was just only two. Or maybe Jax and Toy Biz and ECW with yeah, the San Francisco think, Toy Makers. Maybe that. Yeah, we thought it was crazy having three. Yeah, and then after that, it was Toy Biz with the TNA line, but that was just competing with Jax. You yeah. know, and then even all the way through like the 2010s, Jax had the TNA line, but we weren't buying the TNA figure, so it was just buying Jax and then Mattel's. And then now, it seems like, what, since 2016? Something else happened in 2016. Some, uh, I, I, I'm jogging my memory here. Oh, I know what it was. What was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? I think I know what it is, but go ahead. A wrestling figure podcast was started. <laughs> and Are a wrestling gonna... figure revolution was born. And you think Are... I'm kidding. Look at how many players were in the market in 2016. And how many players are in the market now? Of course, I'm not taking full credit for that. That's ridiculous. But... It goes in lockstep with the show, right? Figures Toy Company kicked off with ROH. And it seems like just that opened the floodgates. And now how many people are in the game? I think we were up to nine or 10. It's insane. And we've talked about this for how many years now where there's going to be so many different products from so many different players in the game. You're going to have to start cutting costs somewhere. And like you just said, Jeff, maybe you cut out GI Joe's entirely. (laughs) I <laughs> now that I've seen these, now I'm starting to question, okay, do I need to be back in the retros? Because I don't have unlimited funds, unfortunately. I need to start picking and choosing what I'm buying. And I, I think, honestly, with my wrestling figure collecting, and I've said this for a while, I think I'm just all in on Legends. That's where it's going to be. And so it's going to start involving, okay, I'm going to buy figures of my favorites, or I'm going to buy figures of guys that I don't already have figures of. So these guys are hitting all my senses right now with what they're showing. I'm loving it. That Carrie Von Eric dude is really good. But holy crap, that Stan Hansen figure. Wow, I thought the Remco was good. Dude, that Stan... And let me point out also, these are not Remco figures. 
from the pictures, they look a little bit bigger and more detailed. Yes, it's it's more detail. It's not a Remco body. So don't think that you're getting the WWE Superstars love letter line that Mattel has put out, which is great. We sang their praises last week. It's fantastic. This is not that. Yeah, this they are, dude. They are. It's going to be hard not to jump in on those, but these look different. They are not a Remco style body. The heads, mm, they're not a Remco style head either. They're something else. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. We've got Luthez and Vern. Okay, so there's series one. They've shown all of them. That's Luthez. God, that's so good with that robe, dude. And then there's Vern. Those are just fantastic. I I love everything about that first series. That is just all of my nostalgia senses are just going bonkers right now. That is, I'm going to say it right now. Stan Hansen's the best one of series one. Oh, easily. Hands down. The Magnum TA is like a close second. A close second. But look, let's draw attention to the uh, the the accessories, the clothing. You've got robes, you've got jackets, you've got hats, you've got chaps. Amazing. They did an incredible, I mean, just based off of the pictures we've seen, they did an incredible job with these. I can't wait to see them in person. I can't wait to have, that Stan Hansen is getting got, dude. That is a great looking figure. I'm definitely buying that Stan Hansen. I can't wait for the pre-order info. Like, I'm ready now. Like, take my credit card info right now. I want that Stan Hansen. So would you get the initial first set or you would just be picking and choosing like Stan Hansen, Magnum TA deal? I have to pick and choose. And yeah, it's probably going to be, quite honestly, it's probably going to be Stan Hansen, Carrie Von Eric, and Magnum TA. And yeah. that jacket, let me point out, zoom in on that Magnum TA jacket. That was his leather jacket that he'd wear. They've got buckles on that thing. They've got the little strap at the bottom of the jacket that sometimes you snap it. They've got that dangling down. The fabric, the leather, fa- it looks incredible. There's a lot of attention to detail on these things. I'm excited. They're just hitting our nostalgia feels with these, man. And who's not under a deal? Who can they go out and get? Like we've always talked about, we really want Jazzwares to jump into the Legends. Well, maybe now we don't need them to. <laughs> maybe maybe Greg Gagne's got those guys. Does he have the Midnight Express? Does he have the Rock and Roll Express? Does he have Butch Reed? Which, when was the last time we saw a Butch Reed figure? Galoob? Just so many names that start jumping to the, the, the top of your head. It, Ric Flair. He's not in the WWE anymore. Can they make a Ric Flair? Because that would go great with the Magnum TA. Can they do Dusty? Road Warriors? Uh, d- Road Warriors might be on the table. I'm just, I'm so excited for this. Jimmy Garvin, Ronnie Garvin. Like, give me all these guys. Give me the, you know what? I'm going to say it right now and I will buy them. Give me the Mulkies. I'm I'm holding you to that. Prestige Worldwide now needs to sign the Mulkies. Get the Mulkies. And also, while we're at it, Long Riders. Oh, God damn it. Okay, we're moving along. You had done so well for the past, I'd say about month and a half, two months of not mentioning Wild Bill Irwin or the Long Riders. And I was like, okay, we're starting to move past that. That was a Scott phase where he was just going through. And then you bring it back up today. I'm like, God damn, he's right back into it. (laughs) No, you know what though? If they really want to do it right. And we kind of talked about this with the WWE Superstars line. If they really want to do it right, give us that Matt Mania series. I know that they can't do a Shawn Michaels but they could certainly do a Marty Jannetty and I would hate it because I wouldn't have Shawn Michaels to go with him, but a Marty Jannetty midnight rockers, I think would be fantastic. A buddy Rose, a Doug Summers, a barbarian, a Boris Zukov. And you know what? Colonel De Beers. Also Sherry Martell, two Remco's that they showed, but never made bring them. I am all in on this line, dude. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I can't believe that right before we recorded and while we were recording, we got to see pictures of them because we already had them in the news. That was just perfect timing. Like the stars aligned. I love it. I'm all in on this line, dude. Okay. So a little bit more from that article I was reading from, they said it's a long list of names coming, not all of which can be revealed quite yet. We'd like to have the little people, the females, we've got the characters, we've got the pure wrestlers, Ganya said. The old connections matter. One name that Ganya will reveal has been away from pro wrestling world forever. Cowboy Bobby Duncan. He's been a good friend. He said, I would only do anything for you and your dad. So got him on board, said Ganya, noting it will be a package deal with Duncan and his two sons, Dwayne, who played 
and coached football and his late son Bobby Duncan Jr. I think Bobby was part of Bobby Duncan Jr. was part of WCW at the end. Uh, I believe he was, yeah. Uh, the whole idea is that it will be more than just the action figure, added Gagne. They want to be able to tell stories about who these wrestlers were. There will be associated websites, merchandise, and even licensed film clips. With many different companies competing in the wrestling action figure world, including some that have done retro feel figures, the reteaming of Rosenthal and Gagne as a power town is a reminder of who started it all. I love it. And the fact that they're going to have a website with, you know, if, if you want to know more about this guy, go to this website. Here's your link and watch some of his matches. I think that is because I want to know more about that DiBiase that's dressed like Stan Hansen. I got to know more about this version of DiBiase. So I'm going to go do my homework. I think this is great, dude. It's it, it's a piece of wrestling history as well. And I love that. I think one of the most excited I've been on this or one of the times I've been the most excited on the show to have news was when LJN had the brief comeback and they came out with the Young Bucks figures in the tag team box and you and I just lost our minds. Well, had we known what the finished product was going to be, maybe we wouldn't have lost our minds. (laughs) But I can honestly say this totally beats that moment. This is one of the most excited times for me on this show that I've been to talk about news. I've been excited about this all day because reading more and more about this, and then now, while we're recording, seeing the pictures, dude, I am all in on this. All in on this. I'm I'm so pumped. And just for all the wrestling fans or the wrestling figure fans out there, you guys, I hope you're excited too. Support this line, man. I want to see all 150 names get released. How cool would it be if they're in scale with the WWE Superstars line? And then you could ha- you could just put everybody together. You could have... Hogan with Vern and I, of course Hogan's in the uh, NWO so it wouldn't fit but if yeah. he was like in the red and yellow or something and you put him with next to standing next to Vern or I don't know dude like my mind's already starting to go on this stuff well yeah and then you start to think accessories right are we yeah. gonna get like an old school ring maybe with some ring steps maybe get some title belts in there I don't know what they could license but even if they're generic whatever give us tag titles you know if they resembled the AWA perfect even better, I would love that. Give us the AWA tag titles, the heavyweight title. I'm sure Nick Bockwinkle's going to be coming out in that, Larry Zabisco. Give us an old school cage that the Rockers and Buddy Rose and Doug Summers fought inside of. That would be amazing. Like, I'm all for that. Like, what are the accessories going to be? I'm just, my mind's spinning when it comes to this. The, the possibilities are endless, and I'm just, I'm so excited for it. I cannot wait for these things to start hitting. All right, all right. Let's calm our hormones, dude. We've been gushing about this for, I think we're going on 20 minutes now. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's exactly what it's hitting. It's hitting our nostalgia feels. And, you know, I'm joking about it, but at the same time, like looking at the figures and then seeing the list of names that are in series one. and Yeah, for sure. And look, you could do Kevin Von Erich. He's got sons that are current wrestlers. Bring them out as well. They haven't had figures yet. What better way to introduce them? So you've got young blood and you've got old blood in this line. Man, I'm so excited for this. Possibilities are endless. I can't wait to see what's ahead for these guys. And don't forget, they have the Rougeau family. Yes. All right, all right, all right. We've got to stop right there. All right, Scott, we're going to round out the show with WWE Elite Series 46. What do you say? Let's go talk about them. All right, Scott, before we get into the nostalgia segment, a few things that we had to research. Number one, Ted DiBiase and Stan Hansen were a tag team in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, and that's why the matching gear in Series 1 of Prestige Worldwide. And then you had a couple little bit more tidbits? Yeah, so they did show the DiBiase and Hansen, as we talked about. They were not wearing jackets. So we can confirm that the shoulders, elbows, and wrists are articulated as well. The chaps that Hanson and DiBiase are wearing look like they are molded on. It does not look like you can remove them so it's not an accessory. Man, they need that jacket flex technology. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, dude, if the chaps are removable, holy crap. Like, that would just be insane. But from the picture that I saw, they do not look removable. Hope they're assless. (laughs) You would. What? What? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) 
Uh, Scott, we are going to round out the show with WWE Elite Series 46. But before we do, we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, go to the WWE section. Go to Mattel section. Go to the main Elite section and look for the lines that start 41 to 50 and look for 46. And that's the series that Scott will be talking about. And you can follow along and look at the figures while Scott reads them off. So head on over, wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. Great site over there. Love the guys over there. Scott, what you got for WWE Elite Series 46? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 46. This series started coming with a diorama display that when you bought all the figures, you could have a little stand-up deal behind them when you were displaying them, and it created like a diorama behind them. So that started in Elite 46, and this line consisted of Harlem Heat, Booker T, and Stevie Ray. They basically both had the same accessories, same gear. They were both in the red Harlem Heat gear. They came with sunglasses, and they came with two bandanas. One was the black with the flames. The other one was the red. And both guys had red Breathe Right strips on their nose, which I thought was a great touch because they wore Breathe Right strips when they had their matches. Remember when Breathe Right strips were a thing back in the 90s? <laughs> we played hockey with them on. Hey, 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 hey. Don't call us out like that. <laughs> we did. We thought that they helped us breathe better. Oh, oh, that's true, actually. Little did they know I was a mouth breather. Uh, yeah. Side note, this was Stevie Ray's first time in the line. Next up, Demon Finn Balor. And he was turned backwards inside the package so that you could see his badass back tattoo or paint. Uh, Jeff, you put a note on here. Hella paint. Yeah, there was hella paint on it. Yeah, there was hella paint on it. Very accurate. And he came Thank with you. this is pretty similar to his Elite 41 uh, wrist streamers and a headdress as the accessories. Next up, John Cena. These were his Miami Hurricane colors. He was packaged with dog tags, a barbell, and a hat accessory. Rusev, and he was packaged with his black entrance jacket. And finally, Sheamus, who came with a world title accessory. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite 46. Man, they they did such a great job on Harlem Heat. And then they did a, such a great job on that Finn Balor. And then they gave us this Rusev, John Cena, and Sheamus figure. It's like, ugh. Is that ugh? Because you had already gotten those guys? Because the figures themselves aren't bad, dude. I think the Sheamus is good. He's got the mohawk. He's got the beard going with the stuff in it. Got the world title. Cool looking gear. I thought the Sheamus was really good. No, I didn't like the Sheamus. It was a different head sculpt, which made it cool, but it was plain. It was just like, here's a world title. That's it. I didn't like the Rusev. I wasn't crazy about the Rusev. It's okay, but it's it's not great. There were better Rusev figures made. They gave him a soft goods jacket, which was cool. I don't know. I kind of look at it in disgust. <laughs> there were with disdain. There yes. were uh, there were better Rusev figures made for sure. But I didn't think the Cena was bad at all. Eh, he comes with a barbell, like <laughs> that was Goofy Town. Yeah, yeah, total Goofy Town. That was Goofy Town. But I, the figure, just the figure. He had the dog tags, Miami uh, Hurricanes colors on his hat, on his wristbands, his armband. The the shoes he was wearing had like that neon bottom on them. I actually kind of dug the Cena figure. He's okay for a Cena figure. It's not bad. But you're right, definitely the stars of this one, Finn Balor, Demon, and of course, because I've said it many times, I love when they do a tag team in one elite set, we got Harlem Heat out of this one. I wish they would have given them the WCW tag team titles. I don't know if they had the rights to make them at the time. Yes, I agree. Now, if you have them loose, that's great. Now you can put those tag titles on them when they do the uh, WCW tag titles in that WWE Superstars line on card i wish they would have thrown in the wcw tag titles agree but again we don't know if they had the rights to do them at that time agree but it was cool that they got both sets of hats or a, a hat and then the bandana or the do-rag thing the red do-rag and then the black with the flames hat i thought that that was awesome but the breathe rights dude that was fantastic i love that they included that on the sculpt the detailing on it Oh, very much so. And then you're talking about detailing that Finn Balor figure. Outstanding. It was when they uh, did the Batista figure turned around because mm -hmm. they wanted to show off his back tats. Same concept here with the Finn Balor. Totally the right call because you really want to see that tattoo on his back. Great looking figure. I, uh, on this this series right here out of 10, you're really talking those three are the stars. Seamus, I thought it was a cool figure. 
Cena was cool. The Rusev is meh. Go 7.5. Um, I don't like the Sheamus. I don't like the Rusev, and I'm kind of meh on Cena. I'll give it a five and a half. Wow, you're harsh. Booker T and Stevie Ray and the Finns saved this series. If they would have thrown in some other good figures outside of the other three, this would have definitely been up in the like the seven four, seven fives, high sevens maybe. Well, see, the fact that we got Harlem Heat, which for the record is the only time we've gotten Harlem Heat, that True. did it for me. That that pushed him into the sevens. And that Finn Balor, it's keeping him at the seven, mid seven, seven and a half for me on this one. All right, let's go over the eBay listings. Booker T with the glasses, headband, breathe the right strip. Last sold eBay listing was February 5th for $59.99, which was a buy it now. Stevie Ray with the same exact accessories. Last sold eBay listing $2.22 for $41, which was a buy it now. Now, people were selling Harlem Heat together. And together, the last one sold was on February 23rd for $139.99, which was a buy it now. Damn, people love tag teams. (laughs) (laughs) Will you stop? Sorry, sorry. You sound like Christopher Dean. (laughs) Demon Finn Balor, where he was turned backwards and he had hella paint. Last sold eBay listing February 21st for $38, which was a buy it now. John Cena in the Miami Hurricane Colors, dog tags with the barbell. Last sold eBay listing was December 30th for $35, which was also a buy it now. Rusev with that soft goods jacket. Last sold eBay listing was January 14th for $19.99. Sheamus, who just came with the world title, last sold eBay listing January 11th for $8.05 on three bids. Oh, he didn't break the line. He didn't break the line. Was that a, like a six cent difference? Five cent. If he had gone six cents cheaper, like seven ninety nine, that would have been it, right? It would. It would have been the Sheamus line. It would have been the Sheamus line, but it still continues to be the Mizdow line. Poor Mizdow. Poor Aaron Stevens. <laughs> if he had come in at seven ninety nine, that would have justified everything that you said about that Sheamus figure. So that rounds out the show. We did go a little long tonight. We were gushing about Prestige Worldwide, but hey, they deserved it. Absolutely. Next. Next week, we'll get back into the normal routine. But in the meantime, we want you guys to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, they have the carded and loose prices of LJNs, Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, Retros, and did I forget anything, Scott? You have Pillow Buddies? No, they don't have Pillow Buddies. Hmm. Galoobs? Yes, they have Galoobs. Galoobs? Retros? Yeah. Remcos? Remcos? No, no Remcos. No Remcos. Hmm. These are things that are needed, though. Very much agree. Yeah. But check them out. WrestlingToyTracker.com if you're in the hunt for any of those figures or any of those lines, I should say. Also, check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Sometimes Bill Benis drops by, but let's not pay attention to that man. That son of a bitch. (laughs) Also, check out Breaker's side projects, TB Toycast with the great Travis Fowler. And you know it's fake, right? Where I highly, highly recommend everybody go listen to Jason Wolf. Jason Wolf had an episode on a couple weeks back. Very informative, very well said, very well done over there. Those two guys put on a hell of a show. So check out, you know it's fake, right? Also, check out Doing the Favor and their website, doingthefavor.com, where you can listen to all their shows up there on doingthefavor.com and along with the links that link up to BrickSeek and PopFinder. So check out doingthefavor.com. Also, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Steve, Eric, put on a fun retro show. I love those guys over there. I love listening to their show every week or week, every other week. Also, check out the Chick Foley show where they had a fun time reviewing Elimination Chamber this past week. So go check that out. Also, check out the Wrestling Cheers podcast where he talks about AIW wrestling. RJ over at Ringside Rant. Marty and Rucker do boot to the face. Tim is pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. I'm hoping to be on there one day. Yeah, yeah, I think you should. It's a lot of fun. And you said he's very stickler. He's a stickler on time. It has to go like 50 minutes, right? Yes, yes. He's not going to let you go over. He's a stickler for it. He appreciates your time. Very respectful of it. And yes, I highly recommend going on his show. And if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely go give it a listen. I'm going to try to go over that time. (laughs) I'm going to make it my goal. 
he's going to be like, okay, I got to go. I'm like, no, 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 we're not done yet. And I'm going to keep going. So it's going to be like the Bobby Heenan stuff where they had to fade him out. <laughs> Get the hook. I'm giving Tim my secrets already. <laughs> you are the master of filler too. <laughs> but check out pulling up a chair. And Scott, what you got for drunk wrestling history? Yes. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. We didn't have a show this past Friday. We're kind of, uh, as they say, between content. But uh, we just did some recordings last night. I think you guys are going to enjoy those upcoming episodes. Uh, we just always do kind of fun, stupid, silly stuff on there. We like to riff on stuff. We have a lot of drinks. A lot of drinks. Uh, just having a good time. And we're talking wrestling, if that's your thing. If drinking is your thing also, give us a listen. I think you'll enjoy it. Again, Twitter, wrestling underscore drunk. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. And also check out our good friends, Marty and Sarah, who love wrestling. We love those guys over there. And also check out Ryan Bud's Trivia with Buds on Facebook. Or if you're in the Tennessee area, check him out. See if he's doing any live trivia. Check him out with Trivia with Buds on Facebook. Also, I just want to do this. I want to show some love to the at Great Ring Skirts for always, right the past couple of times, sending in some audio trivia, which has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. I've had a blast with that. want to send him some love as well. Scott, what you got for roll call? You know, I, I, of course I'm going to throw it out to Jason Wolf, but man, we've had a lot of entrance into the wrestling figure game, but Prestige Worldwide jumping in, I can't emphasize enough how excited I am for this. The names that are going to get figures, finally. Are they going to be in scale with Remco's? Are they going to be in scale with Elite's? It's hard to tell from the pictures, but... Are we going back to this? No, I, I, I just want to say welcome to the wrestling figure world. Welcome to the community. Are we really doing this? Y- yes, we're really... We used to... <laughs> I swear. I'm going to have you tossed and out I of swear. here. And I swear... <laughs> all right enough enough gushing about that but i am really excited about it but of course the great jason wolf if he's not your artist he should be go over to his website doyledraws.com that's d-o-y-l-e draws.com get in touch with jason commission some artwork check out his custom figure chop shop he does amazing work on those as well i can vouch i've got his road warriors i love them doyledraws.com the great jason wolf and jeff I love that upcoming line from Greg Gagne and Prestige Worldwide. Is this happening? That rounds out Roll Call. All right, that rounds out Roll Call and you're gushing to Prestige Worldwide. But I also want to say happy birthday to Scott. Oh, well, thank you. Happy 48th birthday to you. Uh, I would like to say that I did not get you kiss figures. (laughs) You're such a jerk. I wish I would have gotten them a few years ago when they were much cheaper, but I did not. So uh, you will not be getting Kiss figures for your birthday. Uh, That's okay. I I forgive you for not getting the Kiss figure. I'm not forgiving you for shattering Paul Stanley into a million pieces, but I forgive you for not getting Kiss figures for my birthday. Yeah, you're not getting those for your birthday. Don't be expecting (laughs) those. When we show up to BJ's restaurant, and when I say BJ's restaurant, I mean... Not the guy from Righteous Gemstones, BJ's, his restaurant or anything. The (laughs) restaurant, BJ's. When we show up, don't be expecting kiss figures. All right. I won't be expecting kiss figures. (laughs) No, but I do want to wish you a happy birthday, man. Uh, Happy to have you on the show with me every single week. This is so much fun. You know, this is this love of wrestling figures has also kept our bond together. Also, our love of certain sports, baseball in particular. So and food and food. And dude, I love you. Happy birthday, man. I love you, brother. Thank you, man. I, I No, I honestly appreciate that. This show wouldn't be the same with anybody else. I know you feel that way. I certainly feel that way. And a lot of people have said, you know, we can tell that bond is there. There's just that that chemistry that exists. And really, you, you hit it right on the head when you said it's the wrestling figures. Like, that is the glue. As weird as that sounds, wrestling figures are really the glue that has been our bond since the 80s. And while that's weird to say, it's 100% true. And that's why this podcast has gone six plus years, 300 and almost 20 episodes now. It's that just that love that's never gone away for wrestling figures. Wrestling passion is, is one thing. I'll be the first to admit that. But the love of the figures never gone away. There have been other toy lines, of course. We talk about G.I. Joe all the time, He-Man, whatever. 
It's that glue of the wrestling figures that's been our, our bond. And you're absolutely right about that. And I love you too, brother. Thank you. Well, happy birthday, man. And Scott, that rounds out the show. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig License 2016. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 319. Next week, we'll get back into the regular format of the show. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.